Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Strong Style Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Martinez, and we are here with a pretty big show. This is yeah, this is going to be a big show. Maybe not in time, although it might take some time to go over what's going on here. But just in the importance of uh, the two shows we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about, of course, Lucha Underground, as we always do. And we're also going to talk first about the New Japan Cup Finals. As uh, we've gone over before, the winner of the New Japan Cup, which is a single elimination tournament, gets a shot at any one of the three singles champions in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And uh, so we're going to get right into the show because there's really a lot to cover here today. So we're going to go over this undercard fairly quickly. Opening match. By the way, this took place on March 12th, 2016. An opening match, once again, is David Finley Jr. versus Jay White. (laughs) I know, what the hell, again? Usual strong match from both guys. Lion Tamer ends it in almost an identical match from the first two nights of the tourney. One and a half stars. Um, Not... From their work, but just because this is a major fail on Gato's part, why are we still seeing the, these guys face each other in every match? Our next match Tiger Mask teams up with Captain New Japan to face Juice and Thunder Liger and Juice Robinson. Juice and Juice, they should make a team out of that. This is yet another tease for this Tiger Mask. Uh, Liger match that we've been waiting for for almost a year. After some Captain New Japan and Juice nonsense, we get a great sequence from the two masked men. Uh, it ends though with Juice submitting Captain New Japan with a seated Cobra Clutch, which looked like a pretty nice hold. Two stars, not much of a match. It was okay, but the Tiger Liger stuff was very good. After the match, Tiger and Liger talk a NWA Junior title match between them and shake hands on it. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I kind of remember this happening a year ago, and nothing ever came of it. Okay, um, our next match. Evil and Bushi of Los Ingobernables de Japón versus Yoshihashi and Tomohiro Ishii, who, of course, is the uh, Ring of Honor television champion still. LIJ attacked before the bell, as usual. Why is no one ever prepared for this? Uh, eventually, the Chaos team get going, and we get a very enjoyable Smash Mouth type of match. Evil has really stepped up on his last couple of shows. He and Ishii have some good moments here. Ishii almost takes off Evil's head uh, from his shoulders with a lariat, but only gets a two count. He tries for another, but gets green misted by Ushi. Evil hits the STO and picks up quite the upset pin on the Ring of Honor TV champion. Three stars. This was a very good match. Next, we have Naito, Tetsuya Naito versus Toriyano. This is the uh, first of our two semi-final tournament matches. Yano runs to the ring with a chair while Naito is taking his time removing his suit. Yano attacks with a chair, uh, then gets a schoolboy cradle for two, which the crowd almost bought as the finish. Now it's time for Yano's antics, standing between the ropes and yelling, break. Um, not to be outdone, Naito lays on the mat doing his visine thing, which threw Yano off a bit. After hitting a padless buckle, Naito again is rolled up for an near fall. But uh, Naito, with the referee knocked down, kicks Yano low and does his rolling cradle, one, two, three, and Naito is in the finals. 
two stars, no surprise who won. But they did a nice job of making Yano look like he had an upset uh, in the making. Our other semifinal match, Michael Elgin versus Hiroki Goto. Crowd was fairly split on this one. Elgin looking very good early, using both power and agility. They trade some elbows until Elgin drops Goto with a series of stiff ones. Elgin's really dominating, suplexing Goto all over the ring. Goto ducks a few lariats, then hits the uh, over-the-knee neckbreaker. El- Elgin then hits a deadlift super falcon arrow for two. I love that move. Uh, we need a name for it. A buckle bomb by Elgin. He goes for the Elgin bomb, but Goto elbows his way out of it. Then a sick head strike by Goto. Gets the Goto knee shiki out of nowhere, and it's one, two, three, and Goto is in the finals. Funny, Goto has a one now. This would be his third win of the tournament. None of them with his uh, go uh, his Shoten Kai. So been doing a lot of roll ups and cradles and stuff to win matches here. Just found that interesting. Uh, I'm still going with Naito to win this, but it wouldn't shock me if Goto wins. Like I said, I thought maybe Goto could win. Challenge his friend Shibata, which, uh, you know, cements his turn. But uh, we'll see what happens in the finals. Three and a half stars, though, by the way, for this. This was a great match. Elgin in defeat looks even stronger than before. Um, now that he's signed to a contract, I expect big things from him. Our next match is Shibata, the aforementioned Shibata was the never openweight champion. And he teams up with Ruski Taguchi as they face the veteran team of Tenkoji. Kojima comes out firing on Shibata. Then uh, Tenkoji really starts to take apart Taguchi as well. Shibata does get a hot tag and takes over for a little bit. He has some good moments with Kojima. He's kicking the crap out of him at one point. But Kojima cuts him off with a Koji cutter. Taguchi comes in with his horrible butt offense. But he gets cut off. Shibata comes in to help. But he's caught with a 3D. Uh which then uh, has him rolling out to the ring. Then Taguchi eats a Lariatu from Kojima, and it is over. Two stars. Thing here is how good they made Tenkoji look, uh, which, well, at least they made Kojima look that good. Um, after the match, Shibata and Kojima mix it up a little, and Shibata gets laid out with a Lariatu himself. Then Kojima grabs a mic and challenges him for his title. I'm guessing we're going to see that in April. Our next match, Yuji Nagata and Manabu Nakanishi versus the IWGP heavyweight champion, Kajusuke Okada and Sakuraba, the MMA legend. Okay, on paper, this is a bit of a mismatch. Saku is hitting Nakanishi with some inside kicks, really nice. Uh, Yuji gets into Okada and he's doing pretty well until he hits the ropes and Saku grabs him and begins to like choke him out. Uh, T chaos remains in control for a bit but Yuji and Manabo uh, rally they hit a pair of exploders then a pair of clotheslines Nakanishi has Okada in the ring and hits a German on him Nakanishi then goes for a lariat but gets hit with the drop kick flying elbow from the top then the rainmaker and it's all over one and a half stars um, only Nakanishi can make an Okada match this bad <laughs> Uh, next match, Hiroshi Tanahashi teams up with the IWGP Tag Team Champions, Togi Makabe and Tomoaki Hanma. They face Bullet Club members, 
Bad Luck Fale, Tamatanga, and Yujiro Takahashi. And the brawl ensues and Bullet Club are in control on the outside. Tama knocks down a photographer and then takes his camera and begins taking photos of his partners beating down the babyface team. That was actually pretty cool. Uh, they have Hama down in the ring for a while. They beat on him a bit. Uh, Makabe does get the hot tag. He runs wild. He gets a two count on Takahashi with a northern light suplex. Bullet Club then come back. They get a number of near falls on Hanma. Tanahashi takes out Fale and Yujiro with a high fly flow out on the floor. Hanma now is just him alone in the ring with Tamatanga. He catches him with a torpedo kokechi. Goes for a top rope one. But Tama catches a mid-air with a gun stun. Then the head shrinker DDT and Tama pins one half of the tag team champions. Two stars. Um, it was a match. But after, the Buddha Club lay out everyone. And then Tama cuts a promo where he says on April 10th will be the day he takes the tag title belts. With the new Buddha Club member, his brother, Tanga Roa. I figured that uh, this could be his choice. It's his adopted brother, um, known to some of you as Camacho from NXT or um, in TNA, if you're a TNA fan. And if you are, I feel sorry for you. But if you're a TNA fan, uh, he's recently been on the show as Micah. He is the actual son of Haku or Meng. Tama is the adopted son of Meng. And so they are... I guess, you know, adopted brothers, and that's going to be the new member of the Bullet Club. I predict they will win those tag titles in April. And now it's uh, time for our main event Tetsuya Naito versus Hiroki Goto. Uh, this is the New Japan Cup final match. And it doesn't take long for Bushi to get involved and help Naito get the heat on Goto early on. Goto stops the momentum though with a huge lariat. Saito suplex and he gets a two count. Naito comes back though with a springboard drop kick, then a bridging German for a near fall. Top rope elbow by Goto for two. Then he hits his fireman carry neckbreaker. He lets out a smile after he hits that. Goes for the Shoten Kai, but Naito counters the knee of the head. Then hits a tornado DDT using the ropes. Uh, flying forearm by Naito. He sets him on the top rope. Super Frankensteiner. One, two, no. Goto kicks out. Naito comes back with Gloria. Again, Goto kicks out. Goes to the Destino. No, it's countered into an over-the-knee neckbreaker. Another fireman's carry neckbreaker. This time from the top rope. Goto covers. One, two, no. He goes to the Shoten Kai, but that's escaped. Naito, uh, but then is caught with the head striker Goto. Now he finally nails the Shoten Kai, and it's finally one, two, no! Naito kicks out from the Shoten Kai. Goto is stunned by this, as is the crowd. Evil has now come out ringside, and uh, Bushi now jumps on the apron to distract the referee. Evil runs in and attacks Goto. But Goda gives him the fireman's carry neckbreaker as well. He then turns and knocks Bushi to the floor. He goes to another Shotenkai, but it's countered mid-air into a Destino. Both men are down. They slowly get up. They start trading blows. Naito hits a dragon suplex, but Goda pops up. Doesn't sell it at all. 
He charges for a lariat, but it's countered into another Destino. One, two, three. It's over. Naito has won the New Japan Cup. Four stars. This took a while to get going, but those like last about eight minutes or so were great. That's great, great, great. After Naito cuts a promo and uh, challenges Okada, uh, as I figured he would, uh, then he and the rest of the Los Ingobernables de Japón start beating on Goto. Okada and Ishii run out for the save. Uh, where's Goto's buddy Shibata? Okada once more extends his hand to Goto. Goto slowly gets to his feet. He hesitates and turns his back. Then turns back and shakes the hand of Okada as the crowd cheers. Goto leaves the ring. Okada then cuts a promo. Naito gets a microphone. Then he cuts one back. I think they've been watching WWE. At this point, I had enough. And uh, that's the end of the show. This was a pretty good show. Nothing terribly unmissable outside of the main event. Uh, the two Goto matches really were the only things I would even suggest watching. You could skip everything else. Just watch the two Goto matches. Um, oh, actually, you know what? Um, that I, I'm, I'm actually forgetting something. Uh, the, the other good match you could watch is the Evil Bushi versus uh, Yoshihashi Tomohiro match. That was also pretty good. But um, you know, I ran through that pretty quickly, and it's for a reason. Because I want to get to Lucha Underground 208, which is entitled Life After Death. Uh, the opening graphic for the show shows the show is being dedicated to the late Hayabusa, who uh, passed away about a week ago. I was a big fan of his, and I was really sorry to hear that news. Okay, the show opens with Phoenix in the locker room area, and we see... He is pumped for his match tonight, but we get a spooky Katrina entrance. She says he has tried everything to destroy him, but he keeps coming back, rising from the ashes. She says it's his powers that she desires. It could give her life again. Phoenix holds out his hand and she takes it. She caresses his face and wonders aloud if she made the right choice. Then they start to make out for a bit. Then Katrina says that was their final kiss. Tonight, Milmertes will destroy the phoenix. And you will bring me back from the dead. Lights flicker and she's gone, leaving an anguished phoenix in her wake. Okay, so now Katrina is what? A vampire? A zombie? One thing I'm wondering is why would you kiss a dead chick? Even one as hot as her. I'm sorry. No matter how hot you are, if you're dead, I ain't making out with you. Okay. Get to the ring and it's the Disciples of the Dead versus Ivelisse, Angelico, and Son of Havoc for the trio's titles. If, as we went over last week, Ivelisse and Son of Havoc and Angelico lose, they must leave the temple. We're good. After a quick start, the challengers are taking a beating here. Um, after being manhandled a bit, Ivelisse does make the hot tag the Son of Havoc, who has some good babyface fire. Angelico then gets in with some innovative offense. He catches, I believe it was Trece, with a Pele kick. 
uh, with her team in trouble, Katrina pulls Son of Havoc off the apron as he crashes to the apron and then the floor. The Cyber to Death do a switch in the ring. Striker calls it the Killer B switch. If you remember that, where one B who's hurt gets rolled out the ring by the fresh B and no one knows the difference. That's kind of what they did here. It's Nestor de Muerte who's in the ring now and he rolls up Angelico but only gets two. Angelico hits a jumping knee, then hits the falling of the angels. Son of Havoc follows with a shooting star press. Angelico covers one, two, three. And they have regained the trio's titles. Three stars. This was a fun, crazy match. Uh, but it's the ending which carries it. Very happy that they put the titles back on these guys and lady. And uh, the crowd loves it. These, this team is so over with the crowd. And it was just a feel-good moment. And, what, and, uh, and a great opener for this show. After we head to the back and we see Prince Puma working on a heavy bag. And in walks Johnny Mundo. Johnny starts talking about Aztec Warfare next week. He says, last year we took it easy on him, being uh, meaning Puma. He says, not this year. It's not Puma's world. It's his. Then as Mundo walks away, Puma begins growling like a jungle cat and punches his fist right through the heavy bag, which is impossible. And by the way, if he could punch somebody that hard, he would have won the title last week. Okay, so now... Puma doesn't speak, but he growls. Okay, maybe we can see him next week lapping at a saucer of milk. Wait, why not? Okay, let's leave that silliness as we go to the, the warehouse where uh, Dragon Azteca has been training. Rain Mysterio is sitting there and he's pouring two shots, two rather generous shots of tequila. Uh, Dragon Azteca comes in and asks why the shots. Ray tells him his training is complete. And he hands him an envelope. It's an invitation to Aztec Warfare next week. Azteca asks if Ray's coming too. And Ray shows him his own invitation. He says he's not only one, he, meaning Azteca, with something to prove. Then says, may the best man win. This was an excellent segment here. Uh, Ray is an old pro and really is believable delivering his lines. Uh, really, Ray, uh, some of the other guys, Ray's a better actor on this show already than a lot of the other guys. And it's very evident uh, just from this scene alone. Then we see my future wife, Melissa Santos, as she introduces our next match, which is Chavo Guerrero Jr. versus Dejano in a bull rope match. Which means uh, each man is joined at the wrist by a thick, coarse bull rope with a metal cowbell attached at the middle. Mr. Cisco and Cortez cast to a ringside with Chavo. Chavo orders them to attack Tejano at the start, but they're kind of tired of being mistreated and say no. Then leave Chavo out there alone. Chavo uh, is such rich. Tejano is just ripping Chavo a new one right from the start. Chavo just cut him off by pulling him into the ring post. Uh, now Chavo is whipping Tejano with the cowbell. They continue to maul one another. Chavo almost chokes uh, Tejano to death with the rope at some point. But Tejano comes back 
He hits a super kick and covers, but Chavo kicks out before the three count. They start the battle on the ropes, and Tejano gets knocked down to the mat. Chavo signals for the frog splash. However, Tejano pulls him down by the bull rope, then grabs him, sit out powerbomb by Tejano, and he gets the three count. Two and a half stars, good match. Nothing crazy, but, you know, it was good for what it was, a brawl. Good stuff. We are in the locker room area again, where Mill is attacking the Disciples of Death. And he just destroys them. Um, he may have murdered them. I'm pretty sure Sinestro he killed. Uh, maybe the other two as well. Katrina says, shall we? And they walk over the dead body of Sinestro de Muertes and uh, head to the ring. Well, maybe we will see our Genesis and Mariachi Loco return now since they were playing two of the uh, members. Then we return to 375 miles away to the new temple. We see my boy Dario Cueto and we again hear the screams of agony from within. Dario smiles and says it's time to go. Black Lotus asks where and he says it's time to take back his temple. And we finally get our first look at Matanza, a hulking man with a black mask and covered in blood. Woohoo, Dario is coming back, it's about time. As for Matanza, uh, did some research being played by a relative newcomer by the name of Jeffrey Cobb, he's from Guam. He actually represented that country in the Olympics, he's worked uh, some indies, uh, hasn't really worked anywhere major yet. Um, I think he was going by Mr. Athletic at some point. I've never seen him work, but he is well put together. Very muscular guy. It's time for a main event, and I needed to try to go to the show as fast as if it sounded like I was speeding, I was. We need a lot of time for this match. As it's Mil Muertes defending the Lucha Underground Championship versus Phoenix, who is the number one contender, but he must give up that gift to the gods title for this opportunity. These men have had maybe the best matches from season one. Can he top that tonight? So the bell rings that these guys are just going for it. Phoenix uh, hits a quebrada into a drop kick. Mill hits a running knee right to the chest of Phoenix when he was trying to do a handstand maneuver. Uh, but Phoenix then hits a lethal injection on Mill. Fans are really into this, which is no surprise. Phoenix looks for a springboard attack, but eats a right hand that just stops him cold. Then Mill spears him through the ropes and to the floor in a really nice spot. They keep battling. Phoenix tries for a double jump move, but he's caught mid-air uh, by Mill into an RKO. Mill then is just like an animal tearing away at the mask of Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix does knock Mill out to the floor. He tries a suicide dive out on him, but dives right into a steel, steel chair right to the head. Now Mill enters with the chair in hand. Phoenix is bleeding. Mill sees this. He drops the chair and begins biting at the wound like a bloodthirsty vampire. Uh, DDT by Mill and Phoenix is just dripping blood over the canvas now. They begin fighting in the stands. Phoenix is bleeding all over some guy. Uh, then he lands a series of super kicks to the head of the champion. Uh, Phoenix tries that tightrope walk move along the railing, but Mill shoves him and he goes flying 
about three rows away into the fans. This shit is awesome. Mill jumps down to the floor uh, to try to clear his head. Phoenix, undaunted, again does the tightrope thing and dives down from the upper level down onto Mill Muertes on the floor. Fans are chanting Lucha, Lucha. I even chanted Lucha. This is great stuff. Mill powerbombs Phoenix on the announce table. Phoenix rallies back. He hits a flying double stomp to Mill's back. Phoenix is just a bloody mess. Then Phoenix starts ripping Mill's mask away. Wets his snaps. He spears Phoenix and then starts pounding his bloody head with punches. He looks to then throw his big right hand, but Phoenix grabs the chair and gets it up. And uh, Mill winds up punching the chair and hurting his hand. Phoenix then gives him three chair shots right to the head. And down goes Mill Muertes. Uh, Mill, as you can see him, he, he lands face first and he's doing the blade job. It's been so long since I've seen someone do that. Uh, kind of nostalgic to see some guy cut himself. Uh, Phoenix is uh, rocking him, who, as of course, as he gets up, he's bleeding now, Mel, and uh, he drops him with another super kick. He goes up and hits the double jump, 450 splash, one, two, no, that was close. Phoenix struggles to get up. He hits the ropes, but runs into a twisting choke slam, one, two, no. Phoenix then ducks a clothesline, hits a whirling kick. And does a bridging German suplex. Another two count. This is just crazy. These guys can barely stand. There's blood everywhere. Mill uh, uh, gets him. Uh, knocks him with a, a right. Then goes for his finisher to flatliner. But somehow Phoenix counters into some sort of crazy double wrist cradle. One, two, three. New champion. What an effing match. Four and a half stars. Possibly the greatest match in Lucha Underground history. I mean, you have to put this up there with their casket match they had last season. The Mil Muertes Puma match. And Aztec Warfare. And just not for nothing, but I do feel the need to point out that those four matches I just mentioned, Mil Muertes has been a part of all of them. Mil Muertes is amazing. And can't take away that Phoenix was in three of those four matches. Another Fantastic, fantastic performer. But then, this is not even over. Because Katrina gets in the ring and tells Phoenix next week in Aztec Warfare, now the title will be on the line. And, to follow tradition from last year, Phoenix will enter number one and Mill number 20. She ends it with Death is coming for you. All of you. A thousand deaths. Talk about killing the party, right? <laughs> but these fans are too jubilant. Phoenix celebrates with the rabid fans of the temple as the credits roll. Hot damn. What a show. This was so good. So good that I'm even forgiving the Katrina is dead thing right now. Best episode of season two. Man, have I missed this. I just love this show. And I hope you at least like our show. And I hope you're back next week as we talk Aztec Warfare. I'm giddy. I'm giddy. I've been giddy about a show like this in so long. 
And until that time, I want to thank you guys for listening, and bye-bye.